this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Yes, guys. And we are delivering you some more of the Dog Days of Summer. Yes. Woof, woof, y'all. Woof, woof. And so we got to hit you with another, you know, throwback uh, via. 1992 uh, with Beethoven. Uh, yes. So what was happening in 92 when this movie came out? Um, stuff. <laughs> did we not, did we not dive into the history? Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot to no get worries. that. Oh, you know, no you, worries. You, that's we are. Okay. All right. Thanks for reminding me, though. So I, so I've been slacking. It came out in April, it came out April of 92. Mm. Personally, I was saving up to go to London and Paris because in June of that summer, I did, uh, I toured with a dance group and we did London and Paris tour, uh, went to Euro Disney and performed there. Wow. Okay. And I know your mother and your parents have the this archival footage like via no, VHS or something. No, they don't. Like, no, no one recorded this stuff. No. Oh man, <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm, I'm so curious about this era in your life. No, no one, no one recorded shit. Uh... <laughs> and they had the handheld quarters in the handheld. Camcorders in the nineties, man. Yeah, my parents love my parents. Uh, they were not that involved in the dance stuff. Um, <laughs> it wasn't until my senior year that they started coming to any of the the dance things, and um, yeah, but they weren't recording anything. Ah, damn it, man! Though I could like you know find some archival footage somewhere. Yeah, unless the dance and like the the woman that ran the thing, unless she has some VHS tapes saved from 30 years ago, that stuff isn't out there. All right. Hey, so we got to do some investigating. It's going to be like uh, a a frontline special. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I could reach. I, I don't know why she would save any of that, but uh, I was also working at a bakery. Uh, I was I was the front counter person. That's how I saved money to go to to the Europe tour. Uh, Was working at the bakery. Nice man, you're just all over the place. Oh yes, oh yes. (laughs) At night, I was I was sneaking into the to the local bars at night. Nice. Tell you, I, I. I think it needs to be kind of like a Forrest Gump type story <laughs> where you're just chilling, you know, Heidi just kind of chilling on like one of the hiking trails and someone sit by you and you kind of just kind of going into your story. Of, <laughs> I mean, I, I share that with, with, with people that are on my team at work and they think I've done a million things and I just have to remind them that I'm also 20 years older than all of them. Um, <laughs> so it just, it just seems that way, but right. you know, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause you're, cause you're at a generation where if we wanted to do something, we would figure out a way to do it and do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> so what were you doing in 92 since we 
I I bet end of the road was probably be the boys to men song. I think was being released the, the summer of ninety two. Yeah, cause I think Boomerang came out that year or that summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I know in ninety three when I graduated, that was like the song that was played at all the graduations. <laughs> yes. I think it, it was coming out like end of summer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Good. Good. Wow. Good. Good. Good pool. <laughs> so, so we'll say say that was that was like a song being played on the radio in '92. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also like like year year and a half of grunge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nirvana and Pearl Jam mm-hmm. and Soundgarden were all about to release their second record in '92. Mm, um, sure. So they and you had brands like Ralph Lauren coming out with plaid dresses because everyone was wearing plaid shirts, flannel shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. Ninety two. When did Steve Madden start dropping those ugly, cloggy shoes for y'all you know, women? Uh, I think that was probably ninety three, ninety four. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. You also had. Oh, I think ninety two was the first summer of Lollapalooza. Yes. Yep. Lala. 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 Yeah. I'm in the pump pumpkins. Of course, Smash Pumpkins was there. If I'm not mistaken, because it was in Chicago. So actually, I think Red Hot Chili Peppers was one of the headliners for that. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need to go do research. We can just yeah, we could just go in our head movies and come up with all our timelines. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Now, Uh, Point Point Break came out that summer. So because I lived in a beach town, (sighs) that was a a big popular movie that summer. I remember watching Point Break uh, at the drive-in in Chicago. Me and my 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 sister and my brother. Because my sister had her driver's license, and yeah, we all went to see. I forgot the second feature because normally in the drive-in, it's a double feature. It's two movies. I, I remember Party Break. I forgot the other one. I think I fell asleep on the second movie, but I do remember Party Break. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, now, did you see this movie that we're reviewing at theaters? No, I did not. I did not. I think the first time I saw this movie was when it was uh, on like USA or TBS or TNT or one of those channels where they played movies a year after that they they came out. So it was probably a year or so before I saw this movie. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think we, when it came on VH home video. Uh, of course, Blockbuster. Uh, my little niece wanted to watch it and went to Blockbuster and it's like, oh, that Beethoven. Okay, cool. So I remember renting the, the VHS tape when it came out of the whole theater. Like, yeah, I remember that. But we're going to revisit this movie because they're, uh, this, the, the plot. It's definitely a lot different than I remember. <laughs> and we're going to get into that one. <laughs> yes. 
It also had a lot more, it had a lot of actors in it. Yes. Um, that totally did not remember them. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have uh, the synopsis? Yes, yes. Okay. So the synopsis is, um, according to IMDb, <laughs> a slobbering St. Bernard becomes a center of attention for a loving family, but must contend with a dog napping veterinarian and his henchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have mentioned in the cast, uh, which uh, consists of Charles Grodin, uh, Bonnie Hunt. I mean, the two hoods, Oliver Platt and Stanley Tucci. Well, I know, and it, so it opens up with the two hoods, <laughs> Oliver Platt and Stanley Tucci, and Stanley Tucci has like a bunch of hair. Yeah. Uh, Robbing pet stores and and taking all these these small animals and dogs, cats, yeah, etc. With his big cow boots on, which I thought yeah. was pretty amazing. Right. <laughs> um, which, like, just, I recently watched Stanley Tucci in in Italy, like his food show of Italy, mm-hmm. and. He's so charming in that, and then to see him in in this playing a henchman, I would just I just cracked up with him. Yeah, yeah. that kind of lets you know that, that's a man of range, you know. Like throughout the decades, he played kind of play who he had to play for, you know, to get into movies. You know, he was the crazy, you know, hood with cow boots on, <laughs> and you know, and he can give you a nice, like, dramatic roles. He can play, what's, what's the devil with Prada? Like, he can play that character, you know? He's he's a, he's a very he's a very diverse actor of our time. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then another another actor that was, caught me off guard was um, so we have our main our, our family, because mm-hmm. Because every good dog movie has a family, yeah, and children. <laughs> uh, we have Charles Grodin, Bonnie Hunt, uh, playing the parents, and they own a business that creates like car uh, uh, stick scent, car scent stick. You know, that you hang on your you know rear mirror. Wait, your, your mirror. <laughs> yeah, the things that make the cars really smelly. Right. Uh, like scented trees and whatever those stupid, horrible things are. Uh, but he's trying to, to sell his company and David Duchovny plays the business person. Um, and this is a year before X-Files came out because X-Files came out in 93. Oh, and it was, it was so crazy to see David Duchovny playing this like sleazy, sleazy, yuppie businessman. Yeah, it's um, funny. Yeah, and Patricia Heaton uh, of Everybody Loves Raymond fame. Like she was in that too. It's funny because how she had her hair cut, I almost thought she was Annie Potts. Yes, I, absolutely. Yes. I was like, is that Annie Potts? Uh, no, no. Oh, that's Patricia Heaton. <laughs> she like, totally, she was totally channeling um um, Annie Potts because it, it took me a couple t- like takes to realize who it was. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Crazy. Um, yeah, so right, so the movie opens up um, like uh, General said with the hoods kind of taking puppies and we have, you know, it's so funny how 90s movies it's always 
like a a, a a smoky warehouse where like the villains are doing like the CD stuff, <laughs> which yes. where this takes place at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so Bates, so little puppy Beethoven. What was the other dog? What breed was the other dog that got away with him? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't a beagle. No, it wasn't. Definitely was a beagle. It was one of those. Oh, no, it was a um, small dog. It was a small dog, yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, they bust out the back of the van. They escape. You know, the hoods, you know, go, go on about their business. And in a charming sequence, uh, Beethoven just wanders into the home of Charles Grodin and their family. And, you know, Charles Grodin, Charles Grodin definitely don't like pets, don't want to have one. But the family kills him into having said Beethoven anyways. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and the children are played by uh, Nicole Tom, Christopher Castile, and Sarah Rose Carr. And mm. although you don't recognize any of those names, I'm sure you would recognize Sarah Rose Carr because she was in Kindergarten Cop. Um, <laughs> and I believe her line in Kinder- Kindergarten Cop was um, Boys have a penis and girls have a uh, vagina, vagina that like <laughs> got all the laughs in that movie. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. Just stole stole the show from Polo to yes, yeah. Polo on it. <laughs> the just, it was their it was their movie, not his. Yeah. Uh and then Nicole Tom was in The Nanny. That's how I I recognize her from The Nanny. She played the teenage girl on there. Oh, okay. That's what I was like. I was like, oh, these people look familiar. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I so um what's uh, I so what's the the end game the, the, of the, the hoods? The whole, the, yeah. <laughs> like the, the darkness that is this movie. Yes. So the veterinarian is having his henchmen kidnap all of these animals. <clears throat> So they can test on them uh, pharmaceutical products in order to see what works best so that they can then sell them to the pharma companies and make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at the beginning, I mean, but they, they, have, to, but they have to kill them first, right? Because well, unless, unless you need, well, you don't. You, you, so we think that they're just testing pharma products on the animals, but the big thing that they need to test is a type of bullet. And so they need larger animals, uh, that are roughly the size of humans. Hence the reason why they're after a St. Bernard, uh, dog, because it's nice and big. And when the bullet impacts the animal, they will understand how it actually would work in a human size creature. Yeah, this is a family film, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is PG. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> wow. Whoa. I mean, can I just say, like, this is the reason why the like Gen X kids are like, it didn't even phase us. No. Okay, sure. You're gonna give us a family movie where where the whole plot is that the bad guy wants to shoot the animal. <laughs> okay, it's perfectly normal to me. Exactly. 
And then on top of that, like, I think we knew that it wasn't going to happen because ultimately the star of the the star of the movie is going to prevail over the bad guy. So we're like, oh, yeah, that's a that's that's a villainous plot. But of course, it's not going to happen because we have the good guy or the good dog that's not going to die. Uh, so. Right, because the, na- the movie is named after the dog. So, right. <laughs> um, although Cujo is also named after the dog, right. so is Old Yeller. Uh, and bad bad things happen to those dogs, but yeah, that's well, a whole other generation whole, of people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some had to have happened to Cujo because Cujo was just a killer. <laughs> yeah. Old Yeller was a different story, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see how smart and how much of the guardian agent, if you will, Beethoven is because we see, you know, a sequence where he plays matchmaker. You know, he, he brings like, uh, a crush that the daughter have to him when he try to like pull the, 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 the stick and you know, Beethoven pulls the boy closer to, you know, the girl and they started talking. So it's like, okay, cool. Beto was a matchmaker. You know, he's also a guard dog and, you know, and he also like, uh, he saves lives apparently just cause he, uh, <laughs> he saves the, the, the youngest little girl from drowning in the pool. So it's like, man, like Beethoven really worked overtime, you know, to prove like, Hey, um, I'm part of his family. Cause I, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Y'all like, come on. <laughs> like I'm saving lives and I'm and I'm playing matchmaker <laughs> and all that. And then also, you know, he he uh he drug the shady business people away. Literally drug the shady business people away down the street. Like, come on. Like, right, yes. He he is um he's very intuitive yeah. um on on what's going on with the humans around him so that he can act appropriately. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and yet stubborn head, you know, the father is still like, well, I don't know about him, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not until Beethoven's life is in danger that the family have to rally, you know, and the dad have to really dig deep and realize, like, hey, he's part of our family. We have to save our family member, and that's the whole like third act arc. <laughs> right, but but he doesn't realize that he needs to save the family member until so so the 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 evil vet like they take Beethoven for his annual checkup and the vet is says, "Oh, well, you need to be aware that sometimes dogs like this can have like can turn on you and become very violent." And the vet then goes to the house to check it, check in on Beethoven and pretends like Beethoven has attacked him. So he has like bite marks. I say that in quotes right. on his arm mm-hmm. and they have to put Beethoven down. So the dad, uh, Charles Grodin takes Beethoven to the vet to be put down. And he's realizing that his dad did the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. And how much he he hated his father for killing a family member. And he realized he was doing that to his children. And so he he has a change of art be, of heart <laughs> because he didn't want to put his children through what his father put through him through. 
Right. Yeah. You know, in turn, stopping the vicious cycle of, you know, the family trauma that was going on. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so once he realized that, you know, like I said, they're, they're going, they're going to save Beethoven by any means necessary. And my God, they did. You know, we got the son, you know, jump in the car, you know, <laughs> crash through the warehouse. I mean, they were determined, you know, to save Beethoven. But it made sense because, like, all the stuff Beethoven did for them, you know, it was only right that they did all that, you know. <laughs> exactly, you know, because Beethoven viewed them as family. And so he was always there to save and protect them. And they were finally ready to reciprocate. Exactly. So bad guys are foiled and you know, locked up, caught, and the family not only takes in Beethoven, but the other escaped puppies and dogs um at the end because there's a shot where you know Beethoven's on the bed with them and saying goodnight, Beethoven, and he's like saying other names, and as the camera pull out, there's like dogs all over the floor, you know, um, by the bed. As uh, you see, they extended the family. And I forgot how many Beethoven did a lot of, I think they had a couple of sequels, Mo, straight to video, actually. Um, I think right. this is the Before only thing. things went straight to streaming, they went straight to video. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that there was at least, at least Beethoven, too. I'm not sure if there is more than that. There was also a cartoon. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, um, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the dog was actually trained by Eleanor Keaton, who is Buster Keaton's widow. Oh, nice. Uh, which is really cool. That's awesome. Uh, this is also Joseph Gordon Levitt's first film. He's, uh, there's a, when we first see the kids going to school, uh, he's one of the kids on the bus. Oh wow! I have oh, I got to rewatch that. I that's like a blinking you miss. miss exactly. <laughs> uh, and then this is one of two movies written by John Hughes that does not take place in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh, and I'm just looking at these '80s facts. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin was the first choice to play George. Oh, of course. I mean, of course you'll call Steve Martin first for stuff like this. <laughs> and uh, then came in, uh, Danny DeVito, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Robert Williams, Rick Moranis, and Jeff Goldblum were all uh, you know, reached out to to be the dad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were definitely tapping into the, like, 80s um, male leads with, with those folks. Um, yeah, especially the comedic leads. Yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed, Ed O'Neill, Tim Allen, John Ritter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, did you know that uh, Beethoven had 12 doubles? <laughs> No, but that makes sense. Wow. Okay, so the same Bernard who played Beethoven in the film actually had 12 doubles, every single one of which was owned and... Oh, 
on the train. Like, okay, so, okay, so, so Eleanor Keaton had to train 12 doubles. Holy shit. Yeah. That's just, that just sounds exhausting. Oh, I hope they pay I mean, <laughs> I trained one dog that ju- that I'm happy sits, comes, and stays, uh, and that was exhausting. I can't imagine training 12 dogs to do all the tricks in this movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, how do you keep... I mean, I, I'm sure, like, different... Of course, there are collars with different names, but, man, to keep up with <laughs> 12 of them? Like, good Lord. Oh, all the food that they probably went through because those are big dogs. Those are big dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I'm sure St. Menards are great dogs, but I mean, are they really house dogs, though? I mean, how like big and shitty they are. <laughs> Yeah, or they supposed to be in the Alps where they normally, you know, came from. I mean, yeah, let's see. Uh, I feel like they should just be outdoor dogs. They're from the Western Alps in Italy and Switzerland. Um, their lifespan is pretty short. It's only eight to ten years. Yeah, um, so they get they can get up to. Like height height wise, um, about anywhere from twenty six to thirty five inches, so almost three feet tall. That's uh, and they can weigh anywhere from one hundred and twenty to one hundred and eighty pounds, yep. which is crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like that's a grown ass man weight, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, crap. I mean, they they are good family dogs because they are gentle and patient and sweet, mm-hmm. um, you know. But <laughs> I mean, that that's just that's like having a full on like human, like adult human in the house. Yeah, that's I mean, just a dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weight of it of a human plus an extra like set of legs, like. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> um, that's why I guess that's why we don't see St. Bernard's. I mean, I haven't really seen any St. Bernard's. I, I haven't seen any here in LA. No, I think they do good in like the East Coast and Midwest when it's like winter and um, yeah, I think they thrive. Yeah, <laughs> it stays cool. Yeah, I'll take the shoe. Uh, uh, those heavy suckers out here in LA, especially on weeks like this. Oh goodness! Like I pray for them. I'm bad enough to heavy as it is. Uh, so this movie was actually a financial success. So the budget was 18 million, and it ended up grossing 147.2. So it did all right. I mean, it's so weird. You think it would go? I mean, if the first one, the first one was a financial success, you would think that the second, third, fourth, I have one, like they would have it. Yeah, have I, it I, think there was, I think there was six more after this. Oh, um, wow. So, or or just five after this. So there was Beethoven's second, third, fourth, fifth, and then there was Beethoven's Treasure Trail. There's Beethoven's Big Break. <laughs> That's six. Um, 
Hell, that's as many as police academy movies. Yeah, so I I would imagine like the other ones all went. I think Beethoven's second came out in the theater, but everything else went straight to video. Okay. But they kept changing the cast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, I think it was a same family for Beethoven's second. I'm not sure if the rest of them continued after that. Yeah, that's that's a lot, especially if it's, you know, if you're dealing with 12, if you're dealing with one in front of the camera and 11 behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the camera, St. Menards, every rip, that would be a lot. And if you think about it, like the first movie is really just about medical testing on this, on, on animals. And bullet um, testing. <laughs> <laughs> and bullet testing, yeah. That that why like you don't necessarily need a second movie no. um to really continue that story. So the second movie, according to IMDB, was about uh Beethoven, the Saint Bernard dog becomes a father, but his girlfriend Missy is dognapped and his puppies are in danger of the same fate. So it's basically the Dalmatians movie. Uh, okay. Gotcha. And I'm sure there's a Corella Deville esque person yeah. we have to take down. Um, um let's see. The Beethoven's third, the Newton family from the first two Beethoven movies is on vacation in Europe. But they do a plan to attend a Newton family reunion. And, and want to make sure one of their family members definitely makes it. They ship him to travel to where the George, where George's brother Richard is. Guess which one it was. That's right, Beethoven. He follows Richard and his family as they hit the road. Um, that's stupid. That, that's why. That's why. Like, okay, now we're now we're gonna add uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation because we're going to <laughs> Europe with Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Now, I can see how those are straight to video. That's just like, okay, how can we milk this franchise as much as we can? Yeah, because I'm sure the home video sales were pretty solid. I mean, to justify all of these Beethovens. Right. Well, the other ones were probably not as dark as the first one. And if the first (laughs) one was a critical success, box office success, uh, you know, these are nice, safe, family friendly films. You put the VHS, the DVD in, and your kid is entertained and it's not like obnoxious singing the entire time. Exactly. Yeah, they can watch a movie and you can go do laundry or take a nap or do whatever you need to do for an hour and a half ish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So our review rating scale, yeah, go. Um, but on the couch. Bone House last move fly. Uh, it's, it's a good watch. You enjoy it with the family. It's, this is a family film. Um, but, uh, it's on in the background slash turbulence. Like it's a meh. You have it on the background while you're doing taxes or whatever you need to do, paperwork, PowerPoints, what have you. Uh, worst of offenses is go outside slash crash and burn, meaning I would rather go outside, get the new variant, try to get the new variant before <laughs> I stay in safely and watch this movie. I mean, it's still on the sofa for me. It, it was entertaining. It was fun to see all those actors that you recognize um, playing roles that you don't necessarily always see them in. 
Yeah, ag- agree. Yeah, it's a sit down. I mean, it's not even an hour and a half. You know, it's pretty quick. You know, it's a it's a good family, like you know, pace movie. And like Jenna was saying, watching these yet like everyone in their younger, not younger, but you know, nineties young. You know, like seeing Sam Tucci and his cowboy boots, like David Duchovny pre X Files. I was like, wow. Crazy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's yeah, it's good. It's simple. I mean, you know, we were, you know, we were, you know, raised in the age where you know we watch family films like this, and you know, the tone of or what the villain wanted to, to achieve was, you know, slightly like what the hell. But um, it, actually, it would be a good springboard to discuss with your kids about animal experimentation and, you know, testing things on animals. So I think this would be a good, you know, springboard, you know, to talk to kids about the dangers and how this, you know, that's not right. And, you know, testing bullets and all that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that'd be a cool, cool thing for kids. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Um, I did. So do you remember the movie Cuffs? Did, yeah, I know yeah. they had a dog and cuffs. Was this St. Bernard also? I think it was. Oh, all right. It, uh, it was. I just, I just went over to the cuffs website, uh, IMDb page. Yeah. They, did, they also had a St. Bernard. And that movie came out in 92 as well. Mm-hmm. So St. Bernard's were having a year in 92. <laughs> yeah, they're having... It was the year of the... It was the year of the St. Bernard's. Because... Um, Wait, it was the year of the St. Bernard's because a few years before that, it was the year of the what was like German, the German Shepherd? German Shepherd and uh, the, the, the Hooch Dog. Um, oh. Yeah, I forgot the name. Rock Hours. That was, no. Hooch. Turn that Hooch to the, the droopy little sloppy doggy. Right, I can't think of what yeah, type of dog think. that was. Oh, hey. Mastiff, Mastiff, Mastiff. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you know, the, you know, these different dogs, you know, getting their moment in the sun. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Beethoven, uh, check it out. You know, if you haven't seen it in a while, definitely give it a rewatch. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out with the family. I think you guys enjoy, it. and it'd be an awesome uh, conversation piece at the end of the movie about you know, the villain's motivations and stuff like that. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week with another one. Until then, we'll share one safe physical distancing. And you guys should really keep wearing your masks because the COVID is not going away. Unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> Peace.